I've been feeling vibes all day. I've been feeling vibes all night. Let me breathe and meditate. Elevators, that all right? It's energy. Vibes, 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 energy. Vibes, 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 energy. Vibes, 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 energy. I try to reach everybody, but I can't reach everybody. I may not be called to this person or called to that person. Hey, what's going on, good people? It's your girl, T Hardaway. And it's Michael Bassel. Yeah, and we are the Did It For The Hood podcast. Indeed. For sure, for sure. And we're coming back to y'all with another wonderful interview. Today, I have a woman who is a pillar of the community. Um, she, she really cares about advocacy, particularly for the issues of youth and women and Black women and just she's an amazing person. I'm going to let you find out more about her in the interview. But the uh, owner of what you feeling like, give it up for Michelle Thomas. What's hey, up, girl? Everyone. What y'all feeling like hey. on Sunday? That's what we talking about. <laughs> we appreciate having you on, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to kick it off. Tell us your story. My story. Um, so my name is Michelle. I'm from born and raised in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Um, I am. I've been here all my life. Um, I serve a community. Uh, of. I serve a community in Red Hook at a nonprofit organization, um, supporting adults twenty five and older, um, uh, with resources of all kinds. Um, and then I started what you feeling like, um, and I'll get back into it later on, but what you feeling like is my heart and soul. Um, and I grew up in, a underserved community and that's part of the reason why I wanted to start what you feeling like. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So how long ago did you start what you feeling like? What you feeling like started back in 2012 um the whole idea um the saying the quote and then 2016 I had my first event which was amazing and just kept me going what kind of event was it so it was a woman empowerment event where I um brought a group of women together to create a brave safe space um and I believe that event was about relationships of some sort. So I took, I take um, issues that not only do I have or experience, but that other women have or experience and want to come together and talk about it in a creative fun space. Um, so it was a brunch and it's funny how it started, but I was trying to get it started at my nonprofit organization and some rules, you know, came in between me being able to successfully use that space and do it. So I ended up doing it in my friend's backyard. She had just bought a brownstone in Best Eye, Brooklyn. And she was like, yeah, you could use my space. And I made it happen. Mm. So how big are relationships to you? Uh, relationships. Whew. I mean, yeah. it's all types of relationships. In Advent, we spoke about different relationships. Um, and I think at that part and at that point in my life, um, I was struggling with the relationship of my mom of mm -hmm. just, um, you know, like I was becoming a, an adult and she just was so strict and like, she just wasn't letting me live my best life. Um, hey, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had like adult mentors and like, you know, I will always check in and ask them, like, am I doing something wrong? And they was like, no. And, like, for me, my spaces are a place for me to be vulnerable, um, get constructive criticism, um, to just hear other people's experience to allow me to know that I'm not going through something alone. So it usually feels good. Um, but in that particular, to answer your question, how, about I, how I feel about relationships, is that some relationships need a lot of healing and like the, the space that I create allowed me to heal from that particular issue I was dealing with. And I felt amazing. I felt like I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm, I'm a positive person. My mother, you know, sometimes she just got to hear me say no and like stand for myself. So 
Yeah. It was cool to, you know, break those barriers and create those boundaries that's needed. Um, but yeah, I have all types of relationships and I could feel good about some and feel crazy about others. So relationships is relationships. I think that we all should heal from them though. Mm -hmm. If you need healing, like I think back in that time in 2012, um, well, 2016, when the, when it was the event, I had a parent that didn't believe in hair healing and therapy and she made me feel like that was something I was doing wrong and I've learned that in order to create those boundaries and like you know healing could go in different forms you don't always need a therapist like I'm now in my 30s and I'm just getting a therapy a therapist I'm just joining therapy but therapy for me was my spaces that was therapy for me that got me through Mm. I love and commend that wholeheartedly, for real. So do you think that your relationship with your mom was one of the driving factors or trying to heal from that trauma was one of the driving factors for you to start what you're feeling like? Um, she was part of it, um, but a lot of it came from um just being in um the neighborhood that I grew up in, which was Red Hook. I always felt like women always just thought they was better than each other thought they they had something that was better than one another it was just like I was just feeling in a negative space and working at my nonprofit organization I joined this women's group that was also healing for me and it felt good but it was just for a limited time and I was like this is something that I want to do. This is exactly what I want to do. I want to get women together. I want to create spaces where people could come and and empower one another, be positive, and also um, just, just know that you're sitting next to somebody that is going through the same exact thing. So they're not better than you. And like, let's create those spaces because I just felt like around that time I needed love I needed healing I wanted to heal other people and I just wanted to be in spaces that made each of us feel good mm. I want to point out what you just said about like wanting to heal other people you feel like that's like your biggest purpose or like the biggest like aspiration with um what you're feeling like mm -hmm. your question is is that my biggest aspiration is that your purpose Mm -hmm. Oh, my purpose. Um, well, I never looked at it as like healing. I just feel like that's what it has become because after each event, I usually do feedback. Um, and the minute that I pause an event and I, I'm not doing events, women are coming to me saying, when is your next event? I need that kind of space. Just the other day, one of my closest friends was like, what's up? We need a what you feeling like event because I, I'm struggling with something and I need that space to talk. So like, I think over time, it became a healing space um, where I didn't even know I was healing people. Like, you know, like as I was going on, I was continuing to find my purpose because it just started out as a saying. And it's like, what do you want to do with that? Because that's huge. Every, every corner I turned, it was like, what you feeling like? I'm telling people what they feeling like. So it was like, what yeah. do I want to, like, I really want to know what people are feeling like. So I need to create something to get people in the room to create that. So it's been, it's been dope. And I think that over time, my purpose is to, to heal. Like I needed that. I know it makes me feel good when I'm going through my most craziest times in the world. It's like, yo, what's going to make me happy right now? I need to, to do an event. And like, I think I'm in a stage in my life where it's like, what's stopping me from being consistent? Like, sometimes I look for the perfect way to create an event where all I need is a space. And I think that people are crying out for those spaces. So it's like, just create it and like make it what it is because not only do people just want to come have a good time, but they want that conversation. They want to get through whatever they're going through. So I'm working on consistency with events. Mm -hmm. So since you've been coming up with your business and, you know, I, I say what you feeling like every time I see you, that's first, that's how I greet you. I don't even say hello. <laughs> I'm like, what you feeling like? Oh, um, 
So since you've been coming up with your business and, you know, you're in the process, you're developing, growing, what are some obstacles that you've run into that you kind of weren't expecting? Oof. Um, so one ob obstacle that I always say is like funding. Um, and that's like, since I started what you feeling like, everything has been coming out of my pocket. I haven't like, I haven't, I'm learning right now, like how to do grants or whatever. And like how to reach for those fundings to make it happen. Um, because when I do a, what you feeling like event, it honestly is a one man show. Like, it's just me. I, I thank God for my support system that, you know, jump in and say like, how can I support you? What you need help with, especially the day of when I'm creating an event. Um, so I would definitely say funding and like just where sources, where to find that money, um, for people to believe in you that, that, you know, to source out that, that funding. Um, Another hard thing is when I take a pause mm -hmm. and like sometimes when I take a pause, I do have a reasoning for my pauses, but like, you stop the but like it'd be hard for me to get back up and you stop like, your momentum. Yeah. My momentum definitely stops. Um, but then, you know, another thing is like, when I start to hear people say like, when are you doing another event? That's mm -hmm. what gets my, all right, I need to make it happen. I need to not worry about the money. The money is going to come. The support is going to come. Um, And like when I first started, I was worried about the support. And like, I just want to tell anybody out there, no matter where you are in life with your business, do not worry about who's going to show up because the support, okay. you'll be... You'll, you'll be surprised who supports you. Some people supported me, bought tickets, and, like, none of my tickets are, I would say, are not expensive for what I do for an event. That was part of my feedback. People would say, why are you charging so little? Like, you need to be charging more. You need to be charging more. Like, these events are crazy. They're amazing. You offer a lot or whatever. And, like, when I look around a room, it be people in my events that I don't even know. I have to go up to them at the end and be like, hey, how you found out about me? Or how you found out about the event? Or people will buy a ticket that can't even show up. They just saying, donate this ticket to somebody. Like, I can't make it, but I'm proud of you, whatever. So, like, the support is going to come. And I think I struggled with that in the beginning. But, like, my first event was, like, 30-plus women. And I was like, dang, we in the backyard. Like, we ain't got enough space. So it, it became bigger where like I found bigger spaces and like um another hard thing for me like now is like finding um so I wanna start monthly brunches um starting January and instead of me like always paying for a space, I'm like writing up this uh proposal to have people donate space and like we could work together on like how can I promote their business on my website etc or whatever so like that's been like an obstacle because I'm just learning the process but also like I have support with making that happen and launching my website etc so yeah mm. what you're doing is powerful yeah it's, it's super powerful I feel like you know our audience definitely going to they're going to vibe with what you're doing because I know I do. I'm listening to you explain it a little bit more. I thought I knew what you did, but I didn't know <laughs> what you did. I, I really didn't, not to that depth. Right. Um, But that's amazing. Just keep going for sure because you're going to bless a lot of people with that. You are. You are blessing a lot of people with that. Yes, you are blessing a lot of people with it. So I miss it so much. So I'm excited to like be getting back into like events and like holding these spaces. And mm -hmm. um, I tried to do it during the pandemic over like Zoom. I try to like keep it going in some ways. Um, those were good, but like I don't like the computer. Like I don't want to be in a computer. I want to be in person. I want to like feel people in the room and like so that energy. I'm excited to like get back into that and like I'm working really hard to just like plan out every month so it could just happen and like lock in these partnerships with people um in these spaces so everything could just be set. 
Like, I don't want that to be my worry. Sometimes it's like, where I'm going to do this, this event at? Like, during the summer, the summer and the spring, it's easy because I could just do outside. And, like, people come. Like, it's just about creating that space. Like, like I turn a, a space into a picnic. Like, mm. what you feeling like picnic? Come on, come on over. This is the topic. And, like, mm. I never think of a topic that people are not wanting. So I, I truly, like look at my feedback um that is given to me after each event because one of the questions is like what do you want to talk about and like honestly I don't I'm not a therapist I'm not I don't I didn't go to school for this like I'm hoping down the line to like do larger things with what you're feeling like but I come wholeheartedly myself and I allow people to know like you know this is I, I'm not certified in this but I just wanted to create this space um and you know, some people leave with tears. I've done seen people come to support me that don't even speak, but they respect my space. And at the end of it, I'm seeing them in the corner having a conversation. Like that's powerful to me because I've always been a fixer and I wanted to like always fix relationships. And now I'm at a point where it's like, we grown. Like you either going to come support me, respect my space. And people do all the time. I'm not saying it was never an issue. It was never like an argument. It literally actually fixed these relationships, whether they became the best of friends or they was called you. Like, and some of it be a whole misunderstanding, but I let them do their thing. Like, y'all in my space, we having fun, we talking real, real stuff. And like I said earlier, where it's like you sit next to somebody, you don't even know they're going through the same thing. Some yeah. people come and sh I done seen some amazing things happen in my event where like somebody may be struggling to start something that they wanted to start or join a class and someone, someone across the room done purchased them that experience for them to do. Or like somebody is not talking and they, they start talking or they, they bringing them tissue to wipe their tears. So it's like some dope things. Like I'm up there not even knowing what to expect out of it. And I got to pause for a second because I done dropped a little tear or whatever. Like, so it's really, really amazing. Um, I actually did a co-ed event because like some some of my events um just get captured in like pictures or um a snap of a video. I don't really like record people's personal stories. Um, but like men seen it and um was like, yo, why y'all doing the event for us? I'm like, it's women empowerment. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do something to just see how I can shake the room and like make it creative. And I did. And like, it was dope. Like men, men is keep asking me like, when, when are you going to do another event for us or whatever? So I'm like slowly preparing that, but like my sole focus is women, like bringing mm -hmm. women together. Um, and I try to, or however people identify, but, um, I try to make it a space for, and I, and that's like doing that COVID event made me realize like, Oh, men could be vulnerable too. <laughs> like they going through some shit too. Mm -hmm. So it's dope to have and like be doing. And like, I hope that I could expand bigger in some ways. I think about it all the time. Like what would be next for what you feeling like? Um, because I don't want to stay at my nine to five. I want to yeah. be my own boss. Okay. No, I feel that on a real level. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> We said it on this show timeless time and time again, but God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And so, you know, what I realize in life, because I don't have a background in a lot of junk I'm doing right now, but right. you figure it out as you go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You figure it out as you go, you make your bumps and your missteps and then you just keep going. So mm -hmm. I think what you're doing is dope. I need to come up in there and shed a tear. <laughs> you know you're too. always welcome oh that's love that's love but what's been the biggest thing that you feel like you've learned through this process yeah the i know biggest, it's probably another question but yeah <laughs> the biggest thing i've learned is consistency is key and like you have to promote yourself in order for others to believe it. And like doing the business sometimes is like social media. Like I always tell myself I could post more or like mm -hmm. 
just believing in you. Like, if you got to promote yourself every day, I've noticed that you got one like, but 50 people saw that post or 50 people saw you posting. So just keep going. Like, like no matter how hard it get, like, if, if you believe in it and I truly believe in what you feeling like and, like, my purpose and, like, what I do, um, I just need to continue to put in the work no matter how how tired I am, because I've realized that sometimes I'll be exhausted from my nine to five that by the time I come home, I'm you like, done. I have it all on my mind. I'm going home to work on what you're feeling like. I'm going to make some shirts. I'm going to make some bags. And that machine in my corner just stay off. And it's like, no, like get to it. Like don't put in more work for somebody else when you could be putting in that work for yourself. And like, I just want to continue to have that boss mentality because when you when you consistent, that's when you see results. But when you're not consistent, you can't expect can't expect things to happen for you when you're not doing nothing. But yeah, I have another question. Do you think one of the things that was keeping you from like really engaging in your business was fear? In the beginning, it was fear. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, um. It was a lot of fear of like, always like, who going to show up? Who going to support me? Where I'm going to get the money from to do this? Like, I still struggle with that. Like, um, where now I'm starting to be engaged in like pop-up shops to have my merch. And then I'm like, well, I'm like strategically planning like, well, I don't want to promote these things that I got for the pop-up because I need it for the pop-up. But then like, um also like am I getting the right product that's gonna sell and gonna treat people or stuff like that but like I, I think that it's less fair now because I seen the support on so many levels whether it was an event whether it was a uh, merch for my business whether it was like walking into a room and having a conversation with someone um, I think that I gained a lot of confidence in my business. So I wouldn't say fear now, but definitely fear in the beginning. It's fearful. Mm -hmm. Like, what's next for your business? But I think I'm in more fear now when it's like asking for like donated space and like mm -hmm. support with writing a grant. And then am I going to get that grant for my business, et cetera? No, I feel that I can I can definitely relate to the consistency and the fear thing as well, because, I mean, you don't realize how much courage, how much courage it takes for you to, like, step out on faith and just say, hey, this is my thing. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm doing and just run with it. Um, but it doesn't work the other way around. Like, you have to believe in it first and then other people buy in. Yeah, that's exactly how Most it works. Definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're dope. I think it's amazing, which is why you're on here and mm -hmm. what you're feeling like. <laughs> what it's you up. feeling like? What you feeling like? It's up. Nah, it's crazy. Every single time I hear it, say like I want to dance. It's like a song, don't it? Yeah. What you feeling like? I know you want to do events, right? That's where it started. Women's empowerment and giving a safe place to women and men and whatnot. Well, pr primarily women, but it's evolving into men. Um. Where do you see it going, like, long-term? What What is your big vision? All right, so my big vision, I've been thinking um, recently. So I follow this um, page called something like the Gentleman's Club or whatever, and it's, like, a hub where men come and whether they, like, like, they co like it's creating a co-working space, they doing events, they it's just a hub, like, a woman's club, and, like, I kind of want to do that. Like, I want to create a hub, a space. Um, Whether, like, it could start right in my neighborhood, in my community. Like, if mm -hmm. I could find a space to create a hub where women could just come to it. And I'm also housing my events there. I'm, I'm also housing pop-up shops there. I'm letting people come and do their own business. And, like, just for someone to disconnect and, like, like, if I like I attend to get like my life coaching license so like I could be doing that out of there. Um if I have therapists come in there and 
people want to like schedule like they therapists. I just want a hub for women to come to feel comfortable to, to feel com like a community center, but it was, it will call like, it will be called like what you feeling like woman's hub or club or something. Like I'm still thinking through it, but like, that's where I envision like me having a soul space to create that space, that brave safe space for people. And I call it a brave safe space. Cause I used to just call it a safe space, but I can't promise everybody that they that they're gonna walk in and feel safe. But like I want them to be brave to be able to come and share their stories, brave yeah. to sit there and listen through anything. Um, but of course, like, you know, safety is first. I'm not no security guard. I just come raw as me. And like mm -hmm. I want other people to come raw. So honestly, I never thought about like if anything was the pop or what what would I do? Because that's not even in my language. Like we're coming to have a positive experience, safe experience, and to have fun. So that's why I call it brave safe space. And I just want to create that. Like I just wanted to. I I want to be able to wake up and go to to my hub and open up the doors for women to come in. Like, mm -hmm. however that look, however the support look, I support people every single day in my nine to five. And I want to just create a hub where I could support women and women could support each other, like mm -hmm. a community. Mm -hmm. Girl, you about to make me drop the mic. We're going to speak at it. It's going to come into fruition. For real. It already exists. That part. Yeah. yeah. It already exists. I'm loving it. Super yeah, excited for you. So thank Michele, you. Michelle, who who are you outside of what you're feeling like? Who's Michelle? <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> no, I'm really a vibe. I'm dope. Um, I'm a high vibrant person. Um, I like to like. I'm just regular. I like to brunch. I like to like hang out with my friends. I'm a family oriented person. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, I used to be so lit that I just had to calm down. Cause I'm just getting older. <laughs> like, you know, I like to party, but like yeah. nowadays just give me to a good, calm, cool collective lounge. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, I just like to travel. I love to travel. I'm always at least out the country at least once a year. Mm -hmm. Two if I'm blessed. Um, But, you know, like, I just like to take trips. I like to make my money. I love to work, honestly. But um, nowadays, I just want to, like, really work on my business and make it happen. And, like, outside of what you feeling like, I feel like it never leaves me. Cause just the saying alone, like anywhere I go, like my mother hates to walk in the street with me. She'd be like, every corner we go to somebody saying, what you feeling like? What, what you feeling, feeling like? like? What you feeling like? It's just a catchy, like, quote, yeah. like literally, like some people get it off the rip when I'm asking what you feeling like. And some people were like, huh, what you mean? I'm like, I'm asking you exactly what are you feeling like? What you feeling like? I want to know how you feel. So yeah, like um, I just like to have fun and just be around my family. And like when I just want to take time to myself, I do that. I believe in self care. Mm -hmm. Um, so at least like once a month, I do something for myself. Mm -hmm. Whether it's like the spa, taking myself to dinner, taking myself to brunch, going to have a drink, going to buy myself flowers, like. I mm -hmm. make sure I take care of me because I'm always watering people. And it took a while for me to get here. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's so easy um, to do that. It took a while for me to fight for that. Like, mm -hmm. you deserve self-care. Like, you deserve to do something for yourself because you're always doing something for other people, which I don't mind. But, like, sometimes you got to create that boundary and you have to step back to just recoup yourself. And sometimes I need that, like, whether it's in my house, taking a hot bath, like I, I just self-care. So I promote that a lot too. Please take a moment for yourself. Mm. Take a moment. I, had, <laughs> I had a, it was a lady that told me a long time ago, she said, you know, people that give of themselves so much oftentimes forget to give to themselves. So you're right. You got to make sure you're getting some time in for you. Yep. You got to water you because when your yeah. cup is empty, 
My yes. cup is empty, literally. <laughs> I just got a little ice. <laughs> and listen, but just eating ice plain, though, like, people be sleeping on that. I love eating ice, but... I do. I do. <laughs> I'm surprised I don't got a little iron. <laughs> so what are, what are some of your passions that are not tied to what you're feeling like or to, you know, your job? What is something that you're passionate about just, just for you? Um, I'm really passionate about, I think, like, spending time with my loved ones, like, whether it's my partner, like, I love to create memories. I'm big on, like, capturing pictures and, like, creating memories, like, um, I personally fear losing people and not, like, just death. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like fear of like losing relationships and like like I struggle often with the the reality of saying like I have to let that person go because it's just not gonna work. They're just not for you. What is one thing that people would be surprised to know about you? Um one thing in my hmm. one thing that you want to share. Right. You, okay. you, ain't, you right. ain't got to share everything if you don't want to. Hello. Um any unusual hobbies you got, any place you like to go that's different. Cause I know for me, people be surprised to know about me. I love the museum. I love the museum. Oh no, I'm not into history like that now. But something I um I often do is I go I like to be by the ocean. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the ocean calms me, it regroup my thoughts and like that's just something where I distress. Somewhere I go to distress. Thank God I live close to the water. I'm like feet away. So mm-hmm. that was the best thing God could have did for me. Was Moomy by water. It's a little cold. It's a little cold. (laughs) But, you know, when the weather breaks, it's an amazing view, amazing place to just go and hang out with. I love that. You a water sign? No, I'm actually a fire sign. (laughs) Aries. You out here? You an Aries? Oh, no, no, no. My brother's an Aries. Okay. Hey, bro. What you feel like? Oh, yeah, I love it, though. So, hmm, has there ever been a moment you felt like you wanted to give up, and why didn't you? A lot of moments, but I feel like a lot of times I wanted to just give up, wrap this up, it ain't, but it's like, I feel like I started something that just can't be given up, like, and because it started as a quote, that that's gonna always be my reminder of like keep going, like don't give up no matter how many times you stop. When you start up again, it's gonna be that support. The support may shift. It may be a crowd of people that I may not know, but like the ones that are solid supporters are gonna always support me. So like I just feel like something that this is what I created and like is necessary is needed is necessary um and like I'm a always as me personally when I go through my stuff I'm a always go back to what you feeling like I need a what you feeling like a minute like this gonna get me pumping so like I just can't give up it's it's too many things that is already in the works there's so many things that's already started I feel like I can't stop I could pause, but I can't stop. I can't, I can't. Like, I feel like I'm giving up. I tatted what you feeling like on my body. Like, this mm-hmm. is my soul, my heart. Like, I gotta see it get bigger. Like, mm-hmm. one of my dreams when I was growing up was I want to be on the billboard. And I'm gonna still fight for that. I don't know how you do it. I heard it's not hard. But like I need to see what you're feeling like on the billboard. And like I'm gonna work till I get there. There's like certain goals that I have for what you're feeling like. I want to see that hub. I want to see that space. Like 
I just need that. Like I'm, I, I feel like I'm designed to be my own boss and like the boss of what you feel like. Too many tools and resources so far has been given to me. And I feel like it's a world of people out there counting on me. And like, if I give up, I feel like I'm giving up on them. And I don't want to do that. That's not me. That's not my character. I had an old teacher that said, he told me something that was very impactful. Dude said, um, what you're doing and the skills you're developing are to help somebody. Is somebody waiting on you. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do your part, they won't never arrive either because all of mm -hmm. our lives are intermingled. Mm, that's deep. It, it stuck with me. Like it's that's deep. Me. It said because you're you're put on this earth to help somebody else. So if you don't arrive, they won't arrive. Mm -hmm. And I always said if one person showed up to my vet, I did something. And I'll be proud of that. Yep. You helped. You definitely yeah. gonna you're gonna make impact. I, I I already see you gonna make waves in the city. It's it's nothing. I'm just waiting to it for it to come to pass. You're already doing it. If you got people yelling out, what you feeling like? Every <laughs> <laughs> like, corner they know what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's brand recognition. Mm -hmm. So mm. so if you had to tell the next generation something. If you had to tell the next generation something or someone that's trying to do what you're doing, if you had to give them a piece of advice, what would that advice be? My advice would be even if it's a thought in your head and you're fearing to get started, start. Just start. Whatever little resource you have, my resource was a free program. Not even. Let me back up. My resources was the people around me that I seen what was going on and I knew that spaces that I created was necessary. It was like, bro, because the minute I got turned down from my nonprofit about creating that, I was ready to give up. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I felt like that was the only space I could do my event and they told me no. And like, I've learned like, at first, I took it personal, but it wasn't personal. It was, the reason why they told me no was because I didn't have a certified, like I wasn't a certified counselor. And, and to do something like that in a space, I didn't know what emotions would come out of it to direct people to that resource, which I understand now 100%. But I, I almost gave up and the people around me was like, no, like, won't you ask next, can you use her backyard? And it was like, you know what? Let me ask. And it worked out. It went running from there. So it's like whatever little resource you have, if you have a dollar in your pocket, start somewhere. Use your dollar to create your what you feeling like uh dot com. What you call that? Your your website. Domain. Your, your domain. domain. Like ask and don't be afraid to ask for support because some people don't know what you need until you tell them. Like you have to start somewhere. I just had a friend that for a long, long, long time, she had these ideas of starting her own business and she would not start. And she started because we had a pop-up shop and I was like, you need to table. You need to start somewhere. You're not going to know where it's going to go. And I use my resources that I had right here in my home to help her start that coding line. So it's like, you know, don't, fear of like what is going to look like what is not going to work just know that your idea once you put it out there is going to work you never going to want to give up like and I started somewhere where I just didn't know what that would look like and people showed up people was purchasing them tickets I do my tickets on Eventbrite and the best feeling is when Eventbrite emailed me saying such and such just made a purchase and it's like Oh my God, somebody just bought a ticket. Somebody believing in me. People out there are believing in you. You just got to believe in yourself. So start somewhere. Don't give up. It's okay to take breaks, but just remember why you started and like your purpose because that matters. And that's going to make you want to keep getting back up and starting all over again. You're not going to know everything the first time. You're not. But the resources and the support is around. Man. 
Thank you. Jeez, I feel like I'm the next generation. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Yes, start. Yes. Because you meet, and then down the line, like, you meet dope people, too. Like, like Tierney, I just met you, and you got me on the podcast. Like, this is my second podcast, but I feel like this is the original official podcast. Like, I did a podcast for RHI with young adult team but like to get invited like you don't know me that well and like I told you my business ideas and like what I'm doing and you believed in me and like mm -hmm. this got me excited like I'm ready to get off this podcast and start planning for my January event because it needs to happen like let's you know, go like, you're gonna meet dope people down the line that's gonna support you that's gonna believe in you that's gonna give you opportunities and I never know who going to see this podcast or hear it and be like, well, I want to reach out to you. So just yeah. be yourself and be authentic and like the support is going to come. Absolutely. As soon as you told me, first of all, I'm an energy and vibes person. When I met you, you had great vibes. You had great energy. I ain't got to really know you that well. Right. Um, but I knew what you were doing and I knew I, you just needed exposure. So this is oh, some exposure man. to get you going because you're going to be on yes. other podcasts. But you was here first. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to put that out here to choose. I would never forget do did it for the hood. Hey. Hey. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. This no, but dope. thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, I want to shift one more time. You you grew up in New York City, right? Hmm. What's it like growing up as a, a youth in New York City? Because everybody says New York is the hardest place on earth. So what was yeah. it like growing up here? Honestly, um, Growing up in New York City, if I could go all the way back in time, like it was the the best thing ever. Like, um, I'm the I'm the baby of my mom's tribe. My mom is that my mom and dad's tribe. So I feel like I was very spoiled. Um I was blessed to like, you know, get the things that I want. Now going into adulthood, yes, it got harder because you have to start to find yourself in New York like you it's so huge and so many opportunities so many people but if you don't find yourself and your voice and like things to advocate for you'll lose you'll get lost in New York City honestly um and now that I'm in my 30s I would never I would have never thought I would get tired of New York City like I'm at the point where like I want to move. Mm. New York City is my heart, but like I feel like wherever I move, I'm always welcome to come back and like, you know, um visit. But it's more out there in the world than New York City. Um, I've been here all my life. I'm tired. At one point I went to college in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. I've realized that that's my calm. Like I could do the South and like um for unfortunate reasons I had to move back but I always talk about like I wish I wonder what my life would have been like if I would have just stayed if I would have just continued college like I miss it I miss it like New York City you just gotta be ready for that go it's like always like on go on go on go and I feel like the moment that you stop something you, you feel like failure versus like the south is a little bit more slower where it's like all right you you miss that date or you miss that time, is it right? Is the next day and then New York is like, ah, uh, I laid in bed all day. I done messed up. Like, why did I do that? Mm. Um, but as a child growing up, like I had a good experience, and into my adult years, I'm realizing like, when I have a kid, like I don't want my kid to be here. I want to like, be already like towards the south or in another state versus you know being in New York because it could be rough and like money is in New York but sometimes the hustle and bustle ain't even worth it like if I could settle down somewhere and do my business and like still get that same crowd because like that's the thing you could go somewhere and make less money but in New York you make more money but the more money you make, it feel like you ain't really making it. So I'd rather make less money, do what I love, and be okay. Like, I just want to live comfortable. I don't want to be rich. I just want to live comfortable. 
money brings evil. So I ain't really fishing for all this money. If I get it, great. I got some things going on, but I just want to be able to just live and go for my money comfortably. So let me just add something to that because you said something that's very powerful when you said money is evil. Money is not necessarily evil. Money is opportunity. Evil people get money and do wrong things with it. So I'm speaking positive. That's true. That's true. I'm speaking positivity. I'm speaking. I'm speaking prosper, pro prosperousness over you, your business. I'm of course. Speaking all Thank that. you. Because I want all that for you. What I meant was my intentions of that statement was saying like money brings evil people around you. Okay, cool. I, I respect that. I respect that. But of course, I would never deny money or, or like making it and making myself more successful than what I am. No, no, no. I would never doubt that. But money does bring all evil around you. So I never really catch myself saying, oh, I, I, I need to be a millionaire or mm -hmm. I'm ready to be rich. No. If I could not work my nine to five and comfortably do my business and make it successful and live comfortably with my family and get and make sure we got all the necessary things we have. I don't live life. No, I feel, I feel like I'm living. The only reason I wanted to say something about that was because I was having a conversation literally with somebody probably three days ago. And they were talking about how certain groups relationship with money. Some people do believe that money is evil. And that's like a hype to keep people broke. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like a hype to keep people broke. Like, oh, no, you don't want all that money. It's going to make you evil. And you're like, no, if a person is evil when no, they get money, they were evil before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Plus, if you align, then you know how to use your money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, you get your money, become a philanthropist. You get your money and start a nonprofit. Like, what you feeling? Like? Well, I don't know if you're going to do it as a... Are you going to do it as a nonprofit? Or is it no, going to be... I don't want to. You don't? I want to do it as a for-profit. Okay, so you're going to be a social entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, dope, dope, dope. Love it. Big um, team. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, I, I just I didn't want to let that pass because I know some people are definitely they definitely think and believe that. And I'm like, that is money is the key to freedom if used properly. But it shouldn't yeah. be the goal. Yeah. 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 But that's true. All right. For dropping them gems on me. Man, I'm just trying to pour in like, when, <laughs> when it's my time. I pray somebody pours into me. OK. Um, Michelle A. Thank you so much for being a guest. We appreciate you. Um, give you us all your socials. Me. Give us all your socials, everything. Yes. So you could follow my uh, business page on Instagram is underscore what you feeling like. Everything is spelled correctly. Um, and also website is coming soon. Um, but you could get all of that good stuff on my Instagram page. Um, that is the page that I'm like promoting more if you um interested i'm about to start a sign up list if you're interested to come to the monthly brunches and any events in between um just dm me on instagram um yeah that's my social media handles right now um i got some things going on as far as merch so i have these wine bags Ooh. So what you put thing? a bottle of wine in it. So they come in like different colors. Mm. For those who are brunching. <laughs> it's cute. It's a cute little gift that you give somebody. Holidays coming up. How, I do, also, they, how do they order? You could DM me right now on Instagram. Okay. Website should be launching in the upcoming weeks. I'm like literally working on it right now. Um, I have what you feeling like hoodies. Come on, what you feeling like? So these are almost sold out. I believe I just have small left. Um, but more will be coming. I also have on a what you feeling like t-shirt, but I'll show you what it looked like. It's the long sleeve t-shirts. That's it, what it. you feeling like. So it has the big emblem. I have the ones with the small emblem that looks like this. It's just a little smaller in the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my vibe right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have small tote bags. I'm getting into my tote bag game. So hey. I have small tote bags. Okay. Um, I have large tote bags. 
they're a little larger. Okay. I have some dad hats going on. Come on with colors. the dad hat. Dad hat game. You know, this is snapback. But you, yeah. buy, you buy a little hat, you get a free mask. All right. Me. No, that's right. And sell that merch. Oh, yeah. I have wine glasses. You got wine glasses? Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't pull it next to me, but I have wine glasses with the stem and without the stem. Um, so that was like my first product ever, and that's been a hit. So my wine glasses, they come with the stem, without the stem. Um, and I make all this stuff in-house. Like, I'm a one-man show. I ain't got the bread to be keep paying people for different stuff. Um, yeah. So I do it on, I do it myself. So if you feel like supporting, please support. Um, yeah. I have a couple of pop-up shops coming up. Um, and every time I have an event, I have product there to sell. So if you come to an event, get a product. You want to come to the pop-up shop. I have one December 17th, um, 117th, 11th street. Um, and it's a day party too. So if you want to come party and like shop or whatever, or small businesses, you're more than welcome. Um, but yeah, I hope that I see some new faces at my upcoming events. They are dope. They usually always um, contain food, raffles, gift bags, mm. etc. So come on out. And um, I just want to keep asking people what you feeling like. <laughs> Perfect perfection. And when y'all go, make sure y'all tell her they did it for the hood sent you. Yes. Yes, you're gonna get a discount and you say did it for the hood sent you. I love giving out discounts. And if you follow my Instagram, I'm I'm always like kind of doing raffles there and like doing some updates, and then eventually you'll be able to go to my actual website. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Michelle, like what is your personal motto? That's your last thing. What's the personal motto? What is your what is your motto for life? I have a lot, but uh, one model is uh, one model I have is like like don't expect people to do something for you. You have to do it for yourself because expectations leads to disappointments, and I've learned that. I've learned that for my business. I learned that for my personal life, or whatever. Like you just can't expect. You can ask, but don't expect. Mm. And with um, that, I'm T Hardaway. Now Michael Basile. And we are the Did for the Hood podcast, baby. Thank you so mm -hmm. much, Michelle A, for coming out. And we're gonna check back in with y'all next week. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. Appreciate it. Thank you.